All right, you guys, welcome to episode 11 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I am your host, as always, Troy McGeady, and today I have a very special guest with me, a very active, extremely active member of the Mostly Broken Cycles Facebook group, like at least, this is biased, but like probably one of my top five favorite people in the entire group. Like, I think that you are one of the funniest people that I've ever interacted with in my life. Kara Berry, how are you? my god get out of here i'm so aroused right now (laughs) (laughs) nothing is a bigger tone to me than getting compliments so this is the best day of my life that's why you and i are compatible my dear because i feel the exact same way (laughs) so today we're going to be talking about a couple that to this day confuses me i don't understand why there was so much impact on these two people's lives because of this like very short and silly relationship but like they both seem to have been very affected by each other in the long run um we're gonna be talking about rob kardashian and rita ora yeah um in doing research i was kind of surprised to see how much this period of time yeah really kind of set the course for the future it's very strange it was really only dated for a few months well, okay, so I read – I don't know what to believe, and I wanted to ask you about this. I read that they dated for a few months. I read that it was, like, two or, like, maybe even, like, one month. And then I heard ru- – well, I heard – I read rumors on uh, different websites that Rita actually wouldn't let Rob, like, tell people that they were dating because she thought it would, like, ruin her career, that she was, like, a pop star in a relationship, and she thought it would be better for her image to be single, which, like – I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean, but apparently they secretly dated for a year. Yeah, I heard that too. Anywhere from like, yeah, anywhere from two months to a year. Um, from what I saw that Rob kind of made it official maybe during the summer and then they kind of ended, yeah, right around the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. I know. I just want to kind of start by knowing like, where are you as far as like, Rita Ora and Rob Kardashian. Like, what is your journey with both of them? Okay, well, I don't know who Rita Ora is. I maintain <laughs> that. Um, I mean, it's been five years of me not knowing who she is. So this episode, I'm just letting you know, didn't change that. I mean, I'm going to talk about her, but I don't know who she is. Okay, respect that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, in doing a Google search, they said British singer. So... I like the distinction of not American singer, (laughs) British. That's, that seems to be where she thrives and I've never been to London. So there you go. That's why I don't know her. (laughs) I mean, I would say like, that's an appropriate description. It's pretty much all she is. It's like, and she's, I call her an alleged singer. That's what I've always called her. She's an, an alleged singer. She's an alleged designer an alleged model, even more so. Like, everything she does is alleged. She's never released an album, but she's had, like, 40 songs out. She's been featured right. on, like, 20 different people's, like, background vocals and music videos and all this stuff. But she's never, like, released an album in this country, which is so insane. Right. Also, I guess she's a, a judge on The Voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was known for which, being a judge on The uh, yeah, that seems like right up her alley because I don't watch any of those shows. I really have never watched an episode of any singing show since maybe season five of American Idol. Yeah. So this whole like wave of women who can't really sing judging people is like so interesting to me. 
like with Katy Perry now getting paid $25 million. Have, has anybody really heard her sing? Because I would be so offended if Katy or Rita told me that I couldn't sing. I mean, like, that seems like the weirdest thing in the world. I am not claiming to be like a person who understands how contracts work and how negotiations work, but like $25 million seems like a fuck ton of money for somebody who, I mean, let's face it, like Katy Perry can like barely hold a note. $25 million is a lot of money to like really feel like you're going to turn the show around on a new network and like have it all ride on Katy Perry. Who's like currently spiraling out of control. Yeah. What a, what a mistake ABC made on that. I know it's weird. Uh, what about uh? Another story for another day, though. <laughs> exactly. What about Rob? What is your Rob journey like? What are you? Where are you with Rob Kardashian right now? Well, you know, I could probably get a decent master's degree in the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. I think I've got a lot of theories about Rob that, like, honestly, if you wanted to take a nap, I could just go on for days, just like on my personal opinions on him specifically, but um. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I know a lot. Um, this was kind of a, a weird uh, period of time for the Kardashians. Yeah. Looking back, um, this was kind of where, this was like maybe months after the infamous 72-day marriage mm-hmm. uh, with Kim and Chris Humphreys. And, um, you know, Courtney was on baby number two. Chloe was still married, but the cracks started, well... No pun intended. We're starting to show with her <laughs> wedding with uh, Lamar. And um, uh, yeah, this was, I think, kind of the time where we sort of all thought that maybe this would be the year that the Kardashians were over. Um, yeah, it was definitely and, like a huge turning point for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we kind of forget now that at this point, I think Kim was still sort of responsible for the lion's share of this family's fame and their wealth. Um, they kind of hadn't spread out yet, you know? Right. Chloe wasn't on her weight loss journey or anything. Um, but this was also sort of Rob's, I would say, busiest year professionally, because he had just done Dancing with the Stars, and his stock line was about to start. And, uh yeah. This was a, an inter- interesting time for him, and I think this was kind of where um, he started to break down a bit. Yeah, um, for sure. It's funny, actually, that you mentioned that because I wrote down in my notes that, like, this was definitely, like, a turning point in the Kardashian brand because the country really, really, really turned on them in a way that they probably never would have expected. And it only feels like recently, honestly, that people embrace them full-heartedly again like that marriage really really affected the kardashian brand it affected like the public's view of kim and this whole family and chris and everybody like it was a really this was a a crazy time for them where things could have just like crumbled right um yeah and yeah definitely as far as rob i mean like i would say this was like what the only time that he ever had like a sustainable career he was doing like things that you could actually on paper be like okay rob kardashian this year was on dancing with the stars and like started a sock line and like did all these things like it wasn't just like alleged things that he was doing like entrepreneurial things that he just says he's doing that nobody really understands well side note this was a time i don't know if you remember this where he kind of announced he was gonna go back to law school but 
at USC, um, but USC had tweeted like an official thing that said not only was he not going to be entering law school, that like he hadn't even applied at this point. So they like totally embarrassed him. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> poor Rob, man. I know. Poor little Rob. He had not yet started turning to the food. And, um, <laughs> you know, if, if only he could have known what was going to happen down the road. Could you imagine? I know. And like, we'll get into it. I mean, I have my own Rob theories as well. I kind of think that he's just a big giant bitch baby. But I'm also like, oh, 100%. like, I also have no soul and like sometimes can be a tiger mom. So like, I really, I'm hoping that you can like maybe soften me up a little bit. Hopefully this won't be like a full Rob bashing session because I could go on for days. Okay. I'll have to be the Chloe to your Kim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to like put out my fire a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, from what I read online, it was rumored that Rob and Rita dated from November of 2011 to no- to December of 2012. And uh, the relationship quickly fizzled, but uh in a super, super dramatic way, as most relationships do for both these people, which I thought was, like, pretty interesting. Like, this set up a pattern in both of their careers of having these, like, tumultuous endings of relationships. <laughs> right, right, right. Even though, obviously, the year prior, like, or a few years prior, Rob had broken up with Adrian, and that was pretty dramatic. But, like, it just seems like that's what they're they're both used to. Like, ne- neither of them have ever had, like, a quiet, normal ending of a relationship it's always like a thing yeah you're right it is always a thing (laughs) um they're both just messy and at the end of the relationship which we'll definitely get to it's kind of like the meat and potatoes of this whole story rob tweeted a bunch of really disgusting stuff about her being like a whore and like a slut and getting pregnant by other men and all this stuff and um just super petty like typical rob sort of like an introduction to like the rob of the future who just like handles everything via twitter in like the pettiest way he physically can yeah that i think is his one biggest distinction is that like the girls for the most part will not engage in social media bashing chloe you can get her a couple times every now and again but Rob is really the one who will lash out on social media in the pettiest ways. He really lives his life out loud for somebody who never leaves the house. It's, um, it's, I, I bless him every day for it. It's entertaining for me. (gasps) I mean, like, he's just such a walking contradiction. Like he'll, like you said, like he, as he'll be reclusive and stay in his house for like four straight months but like while in his house just like tweeting up a goddamn storm about everybody else's insecurities and like you know what i mean calling people out exposing people giving his like his sister's phone numbers out directly but like god forbid they like invite him to a beach party and he actually he gets like a restraining order you know what i mean <laughs> can't even be bothered to like sit in the backyard of chris's house like yeah it's, right it's- such a juxtaposition. He's just such a fucking adult little bitch baby. Like, I just can't deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and these two, when they broke up, it was rumored that they had broken up because of Jonah Hill, which, like, is a whole fucking weird other element to the story that I can't even deal with. Did you read about that? No, I didn't. Apparently, Jonah Hill is the reason that these two broke up. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, so I read that they were um, introduced through Lil Romeo. So what a kind of Oreo of a relationship. You start it with Lil Romeo, who I guess she was one of the guys <laughs> she cheated with. But um, And to end it on Jonah Hill, what a ride. What a journey. I know. 
I know. I mean, I know I say it every week, but a circle jerk, if you will. <laughs> I love it. My favorite kind of So I had to write down some facts about Rita Ora's career because I feel like once and for all, I'd love to know like how she became an artist and like what the hell is going on with her. I still don't really know. I'm in the same boat as you. I, I still don't fully get it. But from what I gather... Her big break came in 2008 after she appeared in two Craig David songs, one of them called Awkward and the other called Where Is Your Love? And then shortly after, I guess she was signed to Rock Nation in 2009. She was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in a few Jay-Z music videos. She was in a Drake music video. And I guess she was on a BBC like singing competition, like American Idol style show called Eurovision, Your Country Needs You. Right. Uh, and she dropped out of that. I guess she felt like it wasn't the right time. And her manager had told her that she would have a hard time like a- acquiring a, f- a solo artist fan base if she did this competition, which is funny because that was like, you know, 10 years ago and she still has yet to acquire like a, <laughs> a solid fan base of people who even know who she is. Right. Um, is kind of like where I started recognizing her um, because right after she quit that, um, that is when she got signed to Rock Nation. And I remember mm-hmm. there being a lot of rumors about her kind of being the replacement to Rihanna um, because uh, Rihanna was kind of going back with Chris Brown at this point after the abuse yeah. scandal. Um, and so I think, yeah, there are a lot of rumors about Jay-Z being pissed and uh, kind of wanting to get Rihanna shaking in her boots about her career and making wise decisions because she had gone behind Jay-Z's back to do the songs and videos with Chris Brown. So, um, yeah, she was kind of supposed to be the replacement. Um, I also remember there being a lot of jokes about she could possibly never, which ended up being true. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, that's, that's sort of when I started hearing about her. Um, so yeah, I guess she, yeah. you need to ask, who is that girl? Jasmine. She's British, right? Maybe she's got yeah. a bit more insight as to uh, what's going on <laughs> with her career. You know what? That would honestly, like, I know that you're joking, but that's honestly a very good idea. Because she <laughs> has, like, a completely different perspective of Rita Ora because she was famous years bef- there before she was here. Right, right. That is so funny. <laughs> um, And, yeah, I mean, like, is that's... I'm same. Like, as far as, like, when I first started to hear about her, it was definitely, like, the Rihanna comparisons and... I mean, at that time, though, like, you could easily see she was, like, even though she's never, she's always taken the high road. The one thing about Rita you can always say is she always kind of takes the high road. She never responds negatively to people in the public or, like, in the press. She always, like, combats people's, like, the mean shit that people say about her with, like, nice comments about how great they are. Like, she's just one of those people that won't really, like, get dirty with people. But, like, during this time of all these Rihanna comparisons, like, she was, like, on a fucking journey to try and look like Rihanna. And like, she, she also loves attention is the thing about Rita Ora. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah, she, (laughs) she loves the attention, but I think she also understands that her career is hanging on by a thread and a hope and a dream. So I think she doesn't want to rock the boat by being too controversial, um, with other people and starting beefs and stuff like that. So yeah, I think she, she definitely is somebody who knows her place. I think. For mm-hmm. sure. Like, she's, yeah, she's she's a good girl, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, And like you said earlier, like, around this time, as far as Rob goes, like, he was, you know, 
and I would say, wouldn't you say that this was like the peak in Rob's like career for sure? Absolutely, absolutely. He was becoming like a sex symbol. He was doing Dancing with the Stars. Uh, he had started the sock line, which like that, I mean, initially sounded like it was going to be a huge deal. It was going to be at Neiman Marcus exclusively. And like they were being described as like these designer socks. And like people were like feeling Rob. Like he was becoming like the male sex symbol of the Kardashian family. And I will tell you, like I had a crush on Rob for about 10 solid years. Like I was truly madly deeply in love with Rob Kardashian for a long time. Maybe that's why I'm so hurt by him. <laughs> Could be. Um, yeah, I mean, physically, absolutely. I really have a thing for a guy with a m- nice, meaty posterior. Yeah. Like, he definitely fills that category for me. Um, he was definitely sure. a really, really good guy. And I think he um, kind of dabbled in modeling at this point, but I don't think it really got off the ground. Yeah, I remember a couple episodes of him. Do you remember that, like, infamous episode where he, like, was i think he was getting headshots done i want to say on the on the kardashians and he like did a photo shoot in his underwear oh yeah oh yeah his that was like a thing (laughs) that's in the bank for me (laughs) i mean like i'm rooting for rob like i pray to god that he like gets back in shape for myself at least like i just for me selfishly i want rob in shape for me so i can have a new (laughs) screensaver on my phone like because we know what's there and I want that. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. I want like ladies man, like Dickies wearing like tan hot Rob that wears wife beaters and basketball shorts all the time. Yeah. Back. Like I'm yeah. ready. Uh, yeah. I'm um, with you. But yeah. And I also read that he, that they were introduced through Lil Romeo because he's a friend of Rob's, which like, LOL, like I can't, <laughs> I will not even give Lil Romeo my, the time of day, like the words coming out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, and apparently so rita and rob had this plan to i guess go public with the relationship at this macy's ideology activewear launch that rob was djing at oh my god what a 2012 thing to say like i mean can (laughs) we talk i guess dj spot when you have no experience whatsoever uh an appearance at like whatever the fuck thing that doesn't exist at this point. Uh, like I, I can't, it. I absolutely cannot with the fact that Rob Kardashian at one point considered himself a DJ. <laughs> and were we all DJs in 2012? I mean, let's be real. Honestly, who didn't DJ at an active wear launch? <laughs> like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I can name a person who, who didn't. <laughs> oh, and so true. He was there with Cheryl Burke, his Dancing with the Stars partner, and uh, I don't remember, I mean, I looked up pictures and stuff, but I couldn't find anything. I did find a lot of headlines that said Rob stole the show, that Rob's DJ set was incredible, he killed it that night, like, hooking up his iPod to whatever fucking sound system they were using, Um, but I couldn't find any pictures of him and Rita together. The first picture that I've ever seen of them, like, together was one that she tweeted out of her, like, holding his arm Mm -hmm. and, like, kissing him and saying, like, my baby or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but what do you think it is about? Because there's something about Rita Ora that makes these men go like absolutely fucking insane. Like uh, she's, she's dating a lot of guys. She's one of those that I don't. I don't know what it is. Who is that other girl? Like Minka Kelly. Yeah. That I I don't know what she does. She's hot, generic hot, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like, 
not um, bagging a rod hot. I mean, I don't know. It it they seem to date like well above their station, um, consistently, and it, it's impressive. Yeah. It is impressive, and I feel like with Rita, like, I feel like her relationships are what has sort of held her back, actually, in her career, because it seems like all the men she's dated, she crosses people, like, she burns bridges, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, it literally fucked up her relationship with Calvin Harris, I mean, her um, career, rather, because didn't he, like, hold all the music that they made together hostage and, like, wouldn't release after they broke up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those were her only, like, U.S. hits. I mean, like, those were the only things that she could go around performing, Yeah, and, like, she couldn't. So That then really would have pretty... been her big break, and right. what a petty, messy bitch. I love her. I know. I know. I'm obsessed. He's like, oh, you've waited 12 years to have people in America know your name, <laughs> gotcha, but you bitch. hurt me. Gotcha, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like at this time too same thing with rob like he you know everybody wanted to date rob which i don't know how i feel like rob survived for a really long time just on like being hot because based on what we know about rob and what he's like in a relationship and seeing how like childish and immature and like just adult baby he is i don't know how he hooked up with so many women for so long and nobody like nothing ever came out about him being like this petty little shithead that he is now right and wasn't he living with chloe at this point so for you to be like some dude with no discernible job living with your sister and her husband who's a crackhead like you really did well for yourself (laughs) absolutely he was living with chloe and like i have so many i feel like a lot of the reason that i can't stand him as well is like i i really hate the way he treated chloe towards like the end of them being close i just never understood how he could be so like spiteful and like mean and selfish and self-centered to this woman who like let him live in her house for years cleaned up after him fed him tried to get him to work out like tried to keep him sober like the true reality show that i want like, I want to know what took place in that house when Rob yeah. and Lamar were living Release with her. those tapes for Please. the love of God. <laughs> that would be... Like... I mean, could you imagine? I mean, at that point, she was dealing with the throes of Lamar's drug issues. Like, that's the Chloe Lamar that I wanted to see. Not Dude, them, like, making out on the counter of the, the kitchen while, like, Rob's not doing anything and just laughing at them. I want those <laughs> tapes. I want like the night the night vision tapes the like the cameras that are like up in the corners of Rob like sneaking around the house at night eating all those damn cookies in the kitchen yes Uh. (laughs) eating all the in and out at night (laughs) tearing through all those well placed Oreos in her cookie jar (laughs) (laughs) believable (laughs) can you imagine how many like mornings Chloe woke up to just like a disheveled cookie jar just livid. <laughs> I can't like, imagine. After f- stacking four bags of Oreos perfectly, just coming to like half eaten, like a cookie monster was like in her kitchen. There's like trails everywhere. I feel like every other episode of Chloe and Lamar was like her digging out of their bed to find like Skittles and like half melted <laughs> Snickers and like whatever the else Lamar managed to wrangle back from the kitchen. Just 
What <laughs> I just selfishly want to ask you, like, who is your, who do you identify with the most in the Kardashian family? Because I feel like you and I could have like a really good conversation about this. Okay. You know, I really have to dig like deep into my core and my psyche, like, and really, <laughs> if I really wanted to be honest with myself, mm-hmm. I think I might be a Courtney. <gasps> yes, me too. If I if I was digging deep, I think that's who I am. Um, oh my god, tell me why you're a Courtney. Um, you know, I think that I'm fairly robotic in the way that mm-hmm. I live my day to day life. However, I will let a fuckboy <laughs> stay in my life for as long as he cares to be there. <laughs> my biggest downfall. Oh my god. Okay. That's that's the real juxtaposition. I am like fake healthy. Um, I love a good dream food. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get pregnant and have everybody leave me alone. <laughs> that, that's my ultimate journey. Why? What do you think you are? Um. Well, before I tell, I just want to tell you, like, now my favorite thing that you've ever spoken to me is that you're robotic. <laughs> and. <laughs> like that's like you need to work that into your housewife's tagline when you get cast um we consider that (laughs) no i love courtney because i mean it's a number of things kind of the same thing like i relate to the way courtney deals with emotion and i'm not saying that it's right you know what i mean i almost like i wish that i was in a lot of cases more of a chloe i wish that i was more of like a nurturer I wish that I had, like, the natural instinct to, um, you know, when a person is, like, crying in front of me, to, like, hold them and, like, hug them. Like, I'm just not that person. I'm more of a logical person. I come at every situation, like, I try and come at every situation, like, rationally. It's just not, like, my instinct to be, like, emotional. So, Uh, like, I relate to that robotic thing a little bit, you know? Like, I would never have let Rob Kardashian live in my house for five years and... Have a cleaning person clean under his ass. Like, there's no way. In the room while he's sleeping? Get the fuck up. Are you crazy? Thank you. And she's giving him an allowance? Like, you've lost your damn mind. Thank you. Buying his food, cleaning his fucking underwear? Absolutely not. Like, having to remind him to pick his dirty underwear up off the floor in your house? Like, are you kidding me right now? Are you? No. No. And yeah, that's why Chloe is Chloe is like a cancer and she's so nurturing to a fault. Like, can you imagine a situation in your life where you've you've been married now for a while to a guy that you knew for a month and you are nurturing his drug habit. He's a literal crackhead living in your house. Mm -hmm. And then your brother is like acquiring a crazy drug habit and a food addiction living in your house. Like you have to then take a step back and look at yourself and be like, so what am I doing in this situation to make this worse? (laughs) Everything. I'm I'm common denominator between these two people, so how do we work this out? Exactly. Like, you don't just end up in situations where you have two chronically depressed drug addicts living in your house at your wi- like whim. Like, they are completely devoted to you and, like, would die without you being there. That's, like, some, right. some messy shit to get yourself involved in. Yeah, and on top of that, I think, you know, Rob really was starting to break down over the loss of being an adult and growing up in the public eye and not having his father and Mm -hmm. not having that male 
you know, figure because as we all know, Van Bruce, now Caitlin, was a very shitty parent to pretty much everybody except for Kendall and Kylie. And, yeah. you know, he didn't really have that relationship with him. And um, it's, uh, I think that Lamar probably fulfilled a lot of his needs, but also was a very damaged person. And they probably were better off not knowing each other and certainly living with each other. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of that, people don't really talk enough about how much Lamar probably affected Rob and his behavior. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. Like, I think about it all the time. Just like the, the trouble that they got themselves into and just the fact that like right after that, Rob just completely spiraled out of control and nobody really like correlated the two that he was living with Lamar and they were best friends. And it's actually really sad. Like when you bring up the fact that he was like a father figure to him, I always think that like specifically Chris, I don't really think the girls think too much about this, but like I almost have, I've always had this understanding that Chris knows that obviously Rob was like incredibly affected by his father's death. And like, it's, you know, kind of set the tone for his entire life and his work ethic and his relationships and how he treats his family and everything. Um, But like, he was also so young. Yeah. Like, he was so, so young. And I feel like a lot of his memory of their dad is, like, that of, like, a child. You know what I mean? And they just kind of let him naively think all these things about their dad, that he was, like, this perfect... You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. you got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So... Go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, You'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. Mollyandthepsychos.com.